Seven years ago began my use of Second Life as a place to enjoy myself experiencing things that being disabled I am unable to access as easily without a virtual space. It has since become so much more. Most people typically think of Second Life as a virtual reality which it is and a platform to roleplay different things you aren't no matter if it's fantasy or otherwise. For myself and others like me, it's not about getting to be something different from what we really are. It's an accessible platform to express our true selves without all the baggage that comes with living life with a disability. It isn't roleplay nor viewed as playing a game by those that use it that way. Second life is a space that those of us with limited mobility need little slash no help navigating in the world, unlike the reality we live day to day. Another reality we also face is not all of our baggage goes away when we log in. I personally still can't always correctly type a sentence to save my life and make it understandable to the person reading it. I have pain issues such as headaches and hand pain that then turns into a game of 20 questions as to why I'm quiet or I'm not having fun or someone complains others aren't speaking as if it's a personal attack toward them. Let's be honest here any of those situations are offensive and uncalled for in a space that is made for anyone to enjoy it how they choose to. Who gave you the right to determine that my being quiet is equal to me not having fun when the reality is the opposite is true? If I were to fight pain from typing and make myself miserable would that truly be the better option or fun? For anyone such as myself who also lives with CPTSD from a lifetime of abuse and other reasons, this questioning and reaction have sometimes scary and dangerous results. Second life users default to it's not their problem. Which okay it's truly not except when you take into account PTSD and CPTSD are only ever present in a person's life after a traumatic life experience including but not limited to war, abuse, health issue, life events such as hurricane, earthquake, tornado and numerous others I could list. Newsflash in any case it's someone or something attacking us or has where we have or had no control over it. Sadly since it's a something or someone issue every something or someone becomes scary. It is your problem when trying to get us to engage in the way you see that we should or deem we have to but we aren't open to or able to. I often ask people not to private message me and don't accept friends requests when people automatically send them because frankly after 15 minutes we aren't friends. If they respect the fact that I don't want to be added as a friend or privately messaged typically what happens is soon enough I realize the person is decent, all is great and make a new friend. People in Second Life just like in real life often get too busy with their own lives and ways of thinking to stop to think before what they end up doing is attacking someone for something out of their control. This creates a situation that goes to places it never would have had to. As I've previously mentioned I am both a survivor of many types of abuse and disabled. Take those and add a platform that's accessible to me and what do you end up with? For each individual that experiences one both or either of those things, the answer would be vastly different. It literally took years for me to connect the dots to what I ended up being slash doing virtually and relate it to my abuse. The idea of being or doing anything I put my mind to or desired was exciting and felt similar to creating a movie so it really didn't matter what I did nor didn't it wasn't a reflection of who I was. I thought. Eventually, though I began to self-identify with my avatar and even though she was me and I was her the entire time, looking back now there are times in my second life that I go ooh that makes sense now and really it meant. It often can be the case that someone after experiencing abuse looks for things to fill them up or love in all the wrong places but of course being confined to a wheelchair that sort of limited me in doing certain things like having frequent relationships or selling my body in some way. Aha! Uh -huh. Unless you add an accessible platform easy to navigate with a disability and access to that world. 
I wanted to make money in second life and just like real life, the quick and easy way to do that was to become a pole dancer. I've learned a lot in the past seven years about myself. What I know now and then are different but what it all came down to was it was a reflection of how little I truly thought of myself and entirely everything to do with my real life experience. One might think the next part of this story is as scary as the first and for some, it might be especially anyone who knows or has had bad experiences with vampires. Especially in the realm of second life vampirism takes on a lot of unusual forms. The experience I had at first was what I expected it to be scary, I was owned and I was an evil being, nothing had gotten explained to me in detail. It was more like a list of instructions and then with one bite my soul was taken and the vampire was gone. At first similar to the situation with being a pole dancer I saw nothing wrong with it and thought that's how it was done. Unknown to me at the time really that there was a difference I had become a human blood doll, not a vampire which meant I had given myself to vampires to feed on for their survival. I promise there is a good part and a very healing experience coming. The relationship with that vampire would soon end rather badly as again typical for survivors many, five, of my second life ones did. I started to realize depending on who hung out with or what group you were a part of depended on the experience. I had actually abandoned SL for some time wondering if it really was my place to belong but found myself missing the group of people who I did meet and returned. It would take a little longer before I let go of the dancer part of me but it happened. I met a wonderful lady now my second life mom who truly is the only real mom I've ever had. One of the first times we met I explained my situation in detail. She took me to the clan church where we sat outside talking about everything and my desire to be a vampire having her have my soul. She knew the last vampire scared me pretty bad and there was going to be nothing peaceful come out of a face-to-face -face meeting for her to have my soul to hold and keep safe. She asked me that day if it was okay that she bite me as a way to protect me and I agreed. It was the first of a few beautiful experiences that helped in my healing journey. I started out as human just like I had with the first vampire but it wouldn't be long before I wanted the whole experience and of course, I wanted my mom to turn me. As the natural order of things goes she did. I was so nervous but not scared. It was like I was meant to be doing the very thing I was about to. Mom explained in great detail before and during the process what was about to take place reassuring me throughout the whole process she was right there. I knew that the clan didn't agree with any of the more violent methods typically described on TV or in lore in movies or even role-played in Second Life so I felt totally comfortable and safe. It was what they considered a formal gathering that had many of my friends present to show their support and love. I was presented to the clan queen with my intent to become a vampire which was granted and mom proceeded to drain me of all my blood through a repeated set of bites. Once drained I collapsed on the ground as she caught me and went to her knees holding me placing a loving hand on my cheek. I was then asked to feed on her to have part of her in me then fill the rest with a tank of blood to complete the process. I was placed in a coffin and put to rest rising into a black cloud invited to the circle to become part of the family. Just talking about it still fills me with tears at how beautiful it was and how it felt. Even though quite clearly I hadn't died as I'm not alive in second life I'll never forget the words spoken. I had now died and everything that was part of my human existence would never be remembered. If only for a little while I suddenly felt a release I had never felt before like parts of my abuse really did die and it was just a little easier to breathe. After joining the circle I was asked if it was okay as a welcome for each of the other vampires to drink from me which I said yes. As a new vampire, I had a lot to learn and my mother the perfect person to teach me. The following few days would be filled with lessons learning all I needed to know to be a vampire and a similar moment to in the coffin occurred. 
We met at her house and like mother and daughters normally do we sat on the sofa. I was unsure of myself still as we hadn't known each other long yet. She began giving the lesson with I am now your dark mother. It continued with a promise to teach me everything I needed to know to survive as a vampire and protection, to be honest at that point I was crying so hard behind the screen I couldn't breathe and it gets a little fussy after that. A complete stranger on the other end of a computer loved me more than my real family even ever cared to. For the first time in my life, I had a mother. Not just any mother but a mother that unconditionally loved me also willing to protect me. I heard the words I'd been literally waiting a lifetime for and they were words that mended a piece of a broken heart.